You know, I can remember quite often how much I enjoyed traveling as a child to visit my grandparents in Minnesota. And though the drive was long and cramped, it's always worth it. We got to visit with family. We got to explore mountains of hills and forests and streams. And we had to spend time together playing games and fun and got to be blessed with wonderful food and good things. Imagine a lot of you have memories or at least have opportunity where you've been able to visit a home of a friend or a family member. You just loved that opportunity to visit. Of course, this year with all the concerns going around in the world, some people aren't able to do that this year. Maybe you are, but some of us aren't. And those that aren't able to make that visit with a friend or a family member in their home, long for it. What about longing for time in God's house? Do you ever long for that? This morning we look at Psalm 84, written by the sons of Korah, as their longing to be in the house of God. And as we do so, we'll see just why all of God's people long to be in his house. The sons of Korah were commissioned by David to be worshipers in the temple area to write music for the worship and they served in the tabernacle and then later on after David's time the temple which was built by Solomon and in Psalm 84 they write about longing to be in that house of worship how I love your dwelling place O Lord of armies my soul grows weak even waste away I long for the courtyards of the Lord for whatever reason, the son of Korah that was writing this psalm was unable to gather in that house of worship. But he longed for it. Certainly he could have longed for the beauty of God's house as Solomon's temple was built by tens of thousands of people and it took years in planning and it was carved stone and magnificent cedar and inlaid with gold. It would have been a marvelous sight. But you can be sure there was more attraction than the outward appearance. The temple in Jerusalem was where God designated his name to be placed. The temple was where the sons of Korah gathered to praise the God who had invited them into his presence. Yes, God does not need a house and God fills heaven and earth, but he designated that temple as a place where they could come near and God provided for mediation. And there they would offer up their hymns and their songs and their sacrifices and God was present. God made that known at the dedication of the temple when Solomon's temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. They knew and they understood. Even as the great day of atonement came and the high priest came into that inner place, however near they drew to that temple, they were drawing near to the house of God. They say here, your dwelling place, O Lord. Now you and I may not have the glory of the Lord filling this place of worship. But we too call this the dwelling place of God, the house of God, and rightly so. Jesus had foretold that a time was coming when people would worship beyond the temple in Jerusalem. And in fact, he even said people would not be worshiping in Jerusalem, but in spirit and in truth. And today, believers have established houses of worship, places where they center their worship life, all around the world. It was about 40 years ago in Payson that people like Chuck and Donna Terrell set up 
a place of worship in Payson. They, they met at various places starting 40 years ago and many others with them, some of them still also alive. Many others since have joined. 18 years ago, this place was dedicated to the glory of God as a, a center of worship, this house of God. And Jesus has promised, wherever two or three come together, there I am with them. And when we come here in the, the house of our God, we know, just like the sons of Kor, we long to be here because God says he meets us here with his word and sacraments. Can you think of anything greater, not just the, the beauty that we see in the building, but rather than the beauty of God coming to his people? Whenever there's a baptism, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, God sends his spirit, God is present. When we partake of the bread and wine, Jesus says, this is my body and blood, the new covenant given for you. He is present with his people. He feeds us. He washes us. Here we are home in our Father's house as he hears us. And together we praise him. It's no wonder the, the sons of Korah say, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And he even notes, the writer here, the, the birds that get to live nearby. Even a sparrow has found a home, and the swallow has found a nest for herself, where she can place her young near your altars. O Lord of armies, my King and my God. Here, too, we have birds occasionally, you've probably noticed, making their homes above the doorways. And actually, there's a lot of little fence lizards running around. Some of those little fence lizards make their way in, don't they? And they spend time by the altar of God and spend time in his house. I'm sure the writer here notes the birds that can come by God's temple with envy. Are you jealous of the lizards? Do you view the, the time that you get in God's house as such a precious time where you get to be in the presence of your God that you're even envious of the fence lizard that gets to meander around in the house of God and be near the presence of God in a special way. We are with our God here in a special way. He is present with his people. Do you yearn for, long for presence and time with him in his house? It can be that we see many blessings here. This psalm goes on to explain a threefold blessing, why God's people yearn to be present with him and together to worship in his house. How blessed are those who live in your house. They are always praising you. To begin with, we find blessing in the house of our God because we can praise him. Though we deserve to be here no more than the lizards, God invites us into his presence. And though we come before God humbly, recognizing that we need to repent of our sin, yet he invites us to praise him as the God who forgives our sins, who brings us into cleansing with his water and the word in baptism, and who draws us near to himself in his word, and who speaks forgiveness. Our service here in worship, in this house of God, begins with praise, that we can draw near to our God, and that he comes to us in such a way. It also continues to describe the blessing of being in God's house. It speaks of how those who come near are strengthened. How blessed is everyone whose strength is found in you. We come to God's house not only to praise him, but to be strengthened by him. Here, Chuck and Donna and all those who have gathered 
in God's name at Rock of Ages, have found strength in their life. They have found through God's word and sacrament that he builds them up to face the guilt, the trials, the pains, and the hardships of life as they're strengthened in word and sacrament. How blessed are those whose strength is found in you. Sure, we could find time in other places, but one day, even, even one hour here, strengthens God's people. Verses 6 and 7 give a poetic picture. 6 is actually a, a play on words. He talks about those who are going through the valley of tears are filled with blessings by God as he teaches them. Though life has many difficult trials and we face many hardships, here God turns our tears into blessing. Many people have gathered in God's house for baptism, for a wedding, confirmation, Worship, praise, prayer to grieve and the hope of the resurrection and the life that is to come and also to be buried. This is where many have found blessing as they grow in faith until, it says here, verse 7, they grow from strength to strength that as they grow in the Lord, each one will appear before God in Zion. We grow in his house of worship until we appear before God face to face. Chuck who was called home this past year, Bill McClymonds, Hank Brumley, Jim Strong, all those who this past year have been called home are now at their final goal of worship. They are before God and they are with him in glory and they see him face to face and they will be with him forever. How we long to be in God's house. We long to praise him, to be strengthened and our end goal is to stand really in his presence with him forever. So the psalmist says, Yes, one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather sit in the doorway of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. You know, a wise teacher once said, If those who gather in God's house recognized what a gift God was giving by inviting them into his presence. They would long to be there for not just one or two hours a week, but every opportunity and every moment that they've had. Do we? Or sometimes a, a thousand days elsewhere, what we might sometimes begin to prefer. Do we sometimes miss out on the full appreciation of what God gives us as we gather in his name? Do we fully understand and do we fully believe that here God gives us of himself, his own body and blood, his new covenant? And if we do, do we yearn for it? That even just a wait in the doorway is worthwhile? Are we jealous, once again, are we jealous of the lizards? If we fully understand and believe that this is the place where we travel to meet with our God and where he comes to us in word and sacrament, would we ever begrudge the distance that it takes, but rather, wouldn't we travel all the way across the world to meet with our God, where he comes to be present with his people, where we can praise him and be strengthened, and where we know we will join with him forever. The Lord is a sun and shield. God gives grace and glory and does not withhold any good thing. Do we view his house, treasure his house as we ought? Jesus did. When he lived and walked in this world, the Son of God, 
eagerly sought to spend time in the temple courts, even time beyond what his parents thought he would. And Jesus spent hours and days gathering in the temple, teaching and gathering around the word of God. He did this to be our shield and our strength. And because the Father would not withhold any good thing, he sent his Son to his people. Jesus, of of all people, did not have to come to the temple to draw near to God. He had been with the Father from eternity, but rather he came to live in this world and came to the temple in Jerusalem so that his people could be near him and so that he could be our shield and strength. And for all the the times where we recognized like a, a lowly lizard, we did not deserve to come near our God. He came to us to rescue us, to redeem us, and to give us reason to praise him forever and to invite us to be in his house and to say, in my father's house are many rooms. There's one for you in his house to be with me and to be there forever. So this psalm concludes, O Lord of armies, how blessed is everyone who trusts in you. Through faith in our Lord, we draw near to his house. Yes, there there will probably be places where we long to be this year. But there is one place where we will never need to long that we cannot go. It is the house of our God because he has invited us into his presence. He has invited us to be washed, to be fed, to be strengthened, to praise him until we stand before him face to face. So we join with the sons of Korah, with those who once worshipped here with us at Rock of Ages, and all God's saints, and we say, Lord, how I long for your house, and I long to be in your dwelling place. Amen.